Hello lovers, welcome to Heart to Heart, the Living Spiritfully podcast. I am your host, Paul Galoro, and in this podcast, I have heart-centered conversations with people I love and admire. Today, you're listening to the continuation of my Heart to Heart with Michelle Doyle. If you remember the conversation that we had uh, the first half, Michelle and I don't speak in one straight line. We go all over the place. So in this episode, you're going to hear some throwbacks to the previous episode, uh, but it is another beautiful conversation with more insights shared by Michelle. Oh, and we finally share the Lisa Loeb story uh, that comes up towards the end. Here is the rest of my conversation with Michelle Doyle. So you said you you had a religious upbringing. Oh, yes. Then you get into your yoga practice. Mm. Did your religious upbringing inform your yoga practice at any point? It inspired it in a way, really. Um, The interesting thing is growing up where I was born into a Catholic family, but my mother uh, became a born-again Christian. Uh, never resonated with me. Even as a six-year-old child, it never resonated with me. But I was always curious. And, you know, even when I was in my teens, I was reading about different religions. I remember taking world religions even in grade 10, which really inspired things. And so I became curious. Uh, but, and, oh, boy, I don't, like, I always, they always say, don't talk about religion and politics, right? <laughs> but to me, I, I, like, I, I guess the religion has never sat well with me because it's more about to me god is unconditional love right and as a child like and i got it my mother you know was like when i was a kid she like i had a really big vocabulary as a child because my mother would make me look up words in the dictionary Hmm. learn a new word every and use it in a sentence right so i remember being i was under 10 and saying to her I thought God loves us unconditionally because a boy in our church, I say a boy, he was like 18 at the time, had um, committed suicide. No, I shouldn't say committed. makes it sound like he he committed a crime. He had taken his life, right? And people were, I overheard women talking. uh, Oh, well, it's it's a shame that, you know, that Satan got him and all this stuff. And I just remember thinking, hold on. So I thought God loved us unconditionally. And my mother's like, of course God loves us unconditionally. I'm like, well, then why would he send him to hell? Because he was different, right? And Mm -hmm. the thing is, I knew, I knew he, now I didn't know, obviously, the intricate details, but he was gay, Mm -hmm. right? And I didn't know much more than gay meant he liked boys the way he was supposed to like girls. And by then, yeah, I was I was probably around the tennis mark. I kind of knew, okay, that's there's something not adding up. Like it's un, he loves him unconditionally, but he doesn't, and he's going to send him to hell because he was different. And that never maybe that was when I kind of really got the spark inside of. Hold on, what if this is unconditional love? Then why are there so many rules, right? And it actually kind of led to a lot of. Um, I guess the best word would be consternation. Like, you know, this constant, like, unsettled of, okay, this, what, what is truth? Like, I guess this search for truth. So with yoga, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go to India and, you know, 
search for all the answers, but I always remember the one line, the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is in you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, let's just see what this whole yoga thing is about. You know, cause I, of course, in my mind thought, okay, well, I'm going to wrap my leg around my neck and, you know, become like, I'm going to pull like a Surya Bonnelly and do, you know, if anyone doesn't know who I'm talking about, Google her performance at the Olympics, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> but, um, realistically it was just like, okay, what am I, and it came down to one question. What am I avoiding? What am I avoiding feeling? And it's funny that your question has kind of come to this. It's the exact same thing avoiding feeling things but on your yoga mat you can't hide from those things right but at the same time it's i like i'm not going to kind of take the same attitude of religion in the way of saying well you have to get on the yoga mat to figure these things out no everyone has a different what what is your practice right so with yoga there wasn't any guilt associated with it there was definitely a curiosity I do know it's an issue. I had one student, actually, Paul, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but uh, she said, can I talk to you about something? And I'm grateful she was comfortable enough to, to say this to me. She says that um, she was told at her church, now I can't, I don't specifically know what uh, form, like what, um, some form of Christianity, but they had said that, you know, she, they, she shouldn't, yoga was not, you know, was it right or what have you. And so she just called it her exercise class. And I'm like, call it whatever you want. I said, but for yourself, right? I said, it's like, I said, it's not, I said, but I don't believe in telling people how to feel either. But at the same time, this is what kind of really, not upset me, but stuck with me. It's like, here she is just trying to get to know herself better, right? Mm -hmm. And think for herself and feel for herself because that's the thing is the lessons are there, but we've hit them in different ways. I shouldn't mm -hmm. speak for other people. I know that for me, again, I was used to, you know, okay, well, things don't feel right. Okay, well, I'll do this instead, or diving, diving into uh, other distractions, if you will. You know, at the same time, it's like, there's someone that, uh, when I was in India, I ended up having a, a talk with a, sw a Swami, who happened also to be from Canada, of all places, and we had a conversation. And it's, it's funny, because, um, this is an interesting segue. Oh, I have to ding my bell again. Ding, segue from this story. <laughs> but um, the thing is, the conversation I had with that uh, Swami was one of the most profound conversations of my life. I didn't kind of real, I didn't realize it as much at the time until I, when I was actually writing the book. And there were so many tidbits because this is the thing is, for anyone thinking, oh, how do you remember all this stuff? I write everything. I've been, because again, it gives my, when something's in my mind, when I write it down, it helps me make sense of it, mm -hmm. right? It gives structure to it. So I wrote things down and I'm rereading all the notes. And some of it was because I was emotional and because I was in, in such a, I guess, I don't know the best way, way to say it is like a searching place. Some of it was a bit convoluted. And even when I started to remember and try to articulate it better, I said, you know, before I, you know, get this out because it's a pretty long conversation, but it's, it's pretty interesting. I said, I'd like to reconnect with that teacher again, if possible. So I ended up again, old fat, we're talking about, you've been to Rishikesh Paul, right? Like yes. It's a little, yeah. little town. It's not like, okay, well here, Google, clickety click. <laughs> right. But I ended up getting in touch with her and we ended up having a, like a two hour conversation on Skype. I said, well, the whole thing is I just want to make sure that 
what you told me I'm articulating accurately that I haven't, you know how sometimes, you know how you said at the beginning of this conversation with, um, with your a relationship that wasn't a relationship, but in your head it was. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure that the story that I'm telling you and anyone else who reads my book is the actual story, not me crafting it to sound the way I want it to sound. Makes right. sense. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking and um, she was, we were having a bit of a laugh because she's like, you know, there was this, this anger I had, uh, like this anger around my own religious upbringing, right? And um, so when we got into a deeper conversation now, at that time it was four, like 13 to 14 years after it actually took place, which is pretty awesome in its own way. I actually kind of wish I recorded it, to tell you the truth, but um, she gave an analogy that was so perfect. She's like, you know, Michelle, she goes, think of it like this. Let's say you're building a house and there's scaffolding. So while you're constructing it, she goes, and so you build this house, you, you know, everything lines up, you realize, okay, this works, this doesn't work, okay, you can fix it because all the scaffolding is supporting it. When the house is done, when the house is finished and it's standing on its own solid foundation, that scaffolding isn't needed anymore, right? So you mm -hmm. take it away. And so she said, why be angry at the scaffolding? She goes, it helped you build your house on a solid foundation. Wow. So I said to her, I said, yeah, see, these are the things that, and that's what I kind of realized with um, bringing it back to writing that story and sharing that story. Mm -hmm. well, my, well, when it does come out is that those are the lessons I learned. And I know it could, if that helps somebody else make sense, of, of their own feelings in the same department. Mm -hmm. Like even with my, my own mother, who's of course, like, you know, like she looks, she's like anyone, she's on her own journey. And I told her, I said, you know, Ma, I said, this is gonna help people, you know, this is gonna help people heal. This is gonna help families heal, right? So, yeah. I love that, oh wow. I hope it does anyway, but even if it doesn't, Paul, like it I said, even if, it, if, the, if the book never gets published and never sees the, the light of day, except my own eyes, it was the best uh, healing uh, process I've ever embarked on in my entire life. Mm. Mm. I love that. Well, I, I want to read it regardless of how it gets published. So please sign me a copy and send it to me. Of course. <laughs> of course. Send me the link on how I can order it and then you can sign it and mail it to me. But you know what's honestly beautiful, Paul, is talk, uh, on this topic, um, with just, because the thing is, I love words, right? I love with uh, when they're written, how they sound, you know, and even with just the process of writing, it's funny how you can take some of the principles of writing a good story into life, right? So for example, is show, like one of the first rules is like show, don't tell, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of me telling you what happened, I'll just put you there, right? Just kind of opening and living in that way, right? But also, editing not saying in five words what you can say in three and my one of my oh my memoir writing teacher uh, her name is marina nimat she is a passionate activist she wrote a brilliant book um cbc called it it was like one of the 150 best books to come out of canada and it's called prisoner of tehran by marina nimat but she was 
oh my gosh, I remember one time in the spirit of being candid, I remember calling her and saying, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And for me to kind of step, because I'm always like about being professional and I'm, I'm really big on respecting people's boundaries. And she said, um, she goes, of course. I said, I feel like I'm losing my mind. She's like, of course. She's like, if you don't feel it, how do you expect your reader to feel it? And she said, it's like, you know, just one word at a time and then editing it. So there's more impact in less words. Right. So I, right. I if you want to take it, if you're looking for a good title for this, editing the drama out of your life, right? Oh, I love it. There, there, go, go. Well, there goes my rapid fire question for you. Oh, editing okay. the drama out of our lives. <laughs> right? Because that's the thing is it's like, it's, um, it's, not, it's not always fun, but it's necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's necessary to feel things in order to either, you know, build on them or to let them go mm -hmm. either way. That's why whenever, you know what, as much as, you know, I think every, any parent or anyone who has a small child who has never will hear, let it go the same way <laughs> ever again. <laughs> but if we're being honest, it's like, it just sounds like when I hear that too much, I feel like saying, oh, you know, that's like, oh, just sit down for an afternoon and write war and peace. Like it's <laughs> not gonna happen, it's a process. And I think in order for something, in order, for it, for it to be possible to let anything go there has to be a period of feeling not mm -hmm. dwelling right right not regurgitating and playing that loop of the same story over and over again and it's funny because here i am saying this but yet you and i have both served as <laughs> we reminded each other when we've done that in our own lives whether it has right. been matters of the heart mm -hmm. whether it has been like other aspects of life is that reminder of okay it's just a pattern i'm human Right. That's why, mm -hmm. honestly, Paul, I gotta be honest with you. Whenever I hear anyone call themselves a master right away, I'm like, uh, mm -hmm. one thing of one little bit of credibility has just gone out the window. Right. Because now, unless it's like a master of the golden girls. Okay. I may put myself, <laughs> you know, or a master of Phantom of the Opera. Yes. No. That would be you. <laughs> oh boy. If you're ever on who wants to be a millionaire, you call me, I'll win you that money. But, but seriously, it's like, it's not about being a master. It's just we're humans and we have these experiences. And I think if we avoid them, we just prolong them and they manifest in different ways. Kind of like if you just keep, you know, if you're not, if you, if you find there's that what each relationship ends up the same, you know, you keep, I don't know, I'm not going to get talking about relationships because it's like, <laughs> I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that to another We'll read it in your book. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was a journey. Thank you. Mm, thank you. This is fun. Oh my God. I'm having the best time. So, okay. I have some rapid fire questions for you and we're going to be rapid with them. Are you ready? Okay. Got it. What is your heart's desire? Contentment. What does that look like? Peaceful, safe. Acceptance, like full acceptance. Right. Hmm. I think again, we talked about, uh, am I, are, are we just keeping this rapid fire or? or well, I say rapid. I got to come up with a new title. I say rapid fire and then we spend another 45 minutes on the no, one no, we'll question. Be, we'll be quick, but <laughs> it's I all think, good. I'm all for it. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's like every, like, you know, there's that wanting to just be at peace with something, 
right? Mm. Wanting to feel safe, not worrying when's the other shoe gonna drop, right? Mm. And for someone like me, um, again, I can only speak to my own experience, but that is something that's kind of plagued, like, you know, I'm, I'm voicing it so I can kind of acknowledge it, but it's like, when things are too good waiting for the other shoe to drop, mm -hmm. that's one thing. And also the, what's hmm, the best way to say it? To not have to worry about what's gonna go wrong, right? Or it not being enough, it not being enough, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, like just having things be, I'm not having, okay, I can just enjoy this and not worry about when is it going to end because inevitably it's going to end and in a bad way, right? Right. And also that other, uh, for me, it's um, kind of always feeling a little bit outside, if that makes sense, like not feeling, I don't know if that's an only child thing or, or what have you, but just kind of feeling like I'm not like, I'm the, I'm the special guest star, you know what I mean? You're the Heather Locklear of whatever it is. I'm trying to think of uh, I'm trying to think of who was on the Golden Girls that was worth mentioning. It'll come to me. It'll come. Special guest star. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but just that kind of like I'm just really happy to be where I am right now, and I'm an actual part of this. I'm not just sitting on the outside looking in as a mm. spectator, mm -hmm. but I'm a part of this and uh, where I am right now is okay. I don't have to worry about it ending. I can just really enjoy it. Kind of like if yeah. you've ever gotten a massage and you mm -hmm. know it's been, you know, it's been towards the end and you're like, oh no, it's gonna end soon. Yes. Right? <laughs> or even, I hate to say this, but you know, like if you had like back in the court, like for anyone who does like a traditional nine to five, where they start to get the Sunday, the blues on like Sunday afternoon around three o'clock mm -hmm. because they have to go. So they don't even get to enjoy the rest of their Sunday, right? Yeah. It's like, no. So that like, again, we have a sense of humor about it, which in itself is, you know, proactive. Yes, so, that's a, okay. to me, that's a sign of healing. When you can laugh at something, it means you've healed that. Um, what, what makes your heart heavy? unkindness bigotry actually let me reverse those two because there's one precedes the other hmm. you you know you can you know any the bigotry it doesn't matter how well dressed you are it doesn't matter how well spoken and how flowery your language is right or how much community service you do right or how many cupcakes you sell at the bake sale if you are a bigot there's an ugliness in that right Mm -hmm. And it's not, um, I think that's the thing is there's a distinct, speaking about unkindness, there's a difference between being polite and being kind, right? Mm -hmm. A very, very distinct difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah, bigotry is the reason that we have a lot of unnecessary problems and heartache in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. What makes your heart burst into show tune oh you know what it's what i was going to say show tunes like i like like there is something <clears throat> so magical to me about theater like i you know i still i i worked uh where we, where we saw lisa Loeb. Right? yes i told you i worked at that theater and if i and then you know what i have goosebumps and i actually feel emotional saying this but i still i've said it 
and I'll like, even recently I'll say it again, that period of time when I worked, the shows were Sunset Boulevard, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Sunset Boulevard, which some people don't, uh, I loved it myself. <laughs> I actually ended up seeing it on stage 96 times. Not that I paid what? for it. What? No, but because I was working there. I was working there, but That's I never- That's a big number. It's, it's, it's like, I got goosebumps at the, you know, it was like, a, and I was getting paid to work there. And I also worked backstage at Ragtime, the musical, right? Which, nice. are, do you know Audra McDonald? No. No. Oh, okay. I remember seeing the commercials for Ragtime okay. when I was a child, but I never watched it. Oh, when you were a child. Well, I was the I was the ripe old age of 20. Oh, no, I just dated myself. Edit that part out. No. But the thing is, jokes aside, Paul, I can't put into words the, it was timeless that period. Because mm. I have, every day I was like, I could not get over the fact that I was being paid to be at a theater. Mm -hmm. And... To me, it's just, um, I don't know what it is. I think because when I was younger, it was more just, I didn't care if it was tragic or joyful. I just loved to feel, right? Mm -hmm. And music is a language, let's be honest, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not, now there's a distinct difference between, you know, like I'm just singing for God, for God, like everybody, like, you know, like really like, <laughs> like I'm thinking of that, you know, that cartoon, everybody loves the Michigan rag. You remember that Bugs Bunny cartoon? No. You're looking at me like I'm from <laughs> Mars right now. Okay. But what I'm saying, there's those like, you know, those big gay hat flapping. And oh, when yeah. I say gay, I don't mean in the homosexual sense. Yeah. I mean, in like the, the barbershop quartet kind of. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, yes, and just like, but that's the thing is, it's all I like when you hear certain things and goosebumps everywhere and emo like opening emotions, like, oh, yes, that makes my heart explode, and it's ridiculous into a certain extent. Like I have, like even the joke with Phantom of the Opera. Like I love Phantom of the Opera. I know that some people are going to roll their eyes when I say that but I cannot explain the joy that I feel. Like, mm -hmm. or even when I hear a piece of music, um, even recently I heard this piece of music and see it on YouTube, you can Google it on YouTube. It's called um, the Cloud Atlas Sextet. And this is only like quite literally a couple weeks ago, I was walking down Yonge Street, which is in Toronto, very populated street. And because I had read a book called Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell, excellent book. But anyway, that's this little piece of music inspired this book. And when I heard it, I was walking down Young Street, like I had glasses on to hide my, like I was convulsively sobbing. I was like, <laughs> I'm sure people thought that either someone had died or, or someone just broke up with me. But the thing is, how is it that a piano played so simply and a few other, you know, like honestly just a few strings has that effect mm -hmm. because there's something in our, I don't know, there's no, it's a, it's a language that doesn't have words. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need words. It's like, it's like love. It does not need words. And that's why we love talking about it. We love reading about it because it's a language all of its own. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's it's the vibration, right? Oh. And when the vibration from the music matches the vibration or, or enters your vibration, it just does something. I know what you mean, girl. Yeah, and it's respective. There's some people that will love the same sort of thing you do. There's like there's certain singers that I'll, I'd rather listen to Chicken's Cluck on repeat for 12 hours than one song by certain artists. 
And I will not say those artists' names because I want to keep it positive. <laughs> Promote what you love instead of bash what you hate. Am I yes, right? Yes, I agree. 4,000%. Yes. Okay, more rapid fire. This is fun. Rapid fire. Uh, uh, those were the questions that I had. I wanted to keep oh, it simple because I'm sorry. I was expecting like a Jeopardy type of thing. <laughs> simple. Come on. It doesn't need I, to be simple. I wasn't prepared with any others. Now I'm panicking. Um, oh, no, that's okay. uh, boxers or briefs? I'm kidding. <laughs> who's, who's wearing them? <laughs> oh, well, not me. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Say no to clothes. Say no to clothes. Can we please have more of that action? Mm. <laughs> it depends. Well, that's, an, that's another conversation, Paul. We'll keep it PG for the most part. All right, all right. Speaking of PG, I love you. I love you too. Honestly, I love you no, so I, much. Thank you for yeah. today. Oh, you're welcome. What about? Are we going to get to this Lisa Loeb story? I think it's important. Oh, okay. Let's get to the. Oh, yes. Let's get to the Lisa Loeb story of how we actually ended up being two of 150 people watching Lisa Loeb yeah. at a children's festival. Yeah, I know. I what are the? <laughs> and remember, we went for ramen after and had a wonderful yes. conversation. It's like it's, yes. we had a date night with each other in it the midst of relationship date. complications. Mm -hmm. But what's it, the reason I wanted to, uh, to share this story is because um, I think there's a lot of, you know, anyone who's remotely open to, you know, there's some people when you talk about spiritual development, right away their hand goes up and say, oh, that's all nonsense. Or they associate it with, you know, these overly peppy motivational speakers, you know, which are like, mm. uh, right, that again, just doesn't resonate or what have you. Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said about really believing or allowing yourself the possibility of believing that you're being taken care of in the grand scheme of things, that you are being held, you know, that you are being supported. And the reason I, I, I lead with that is because, you know, it's not, it's not the, the, I'm just trying to think of where to start. So it was, I remember I had been seeing someone for a short period of time, right? Uh, it was the first time I had dated anyone in quite literally a few years. So it was strange. And, um, Anyway, it had, I was at a mechanics and getting the brakes fixed of all things, right? And I was going, I, the funny thing is I, I'm a speaker as well, right? So I'm a wellness speaker. So I was going to be speaking in a few hours, you know, talking and, you know, having to come in with this open, you know, fun attitude. And basically things had, I got an email ending things. No, Very not a well. post-it. Huh? What was that? <laughs> not a post-it. No, not a post-it. Not a well, at least it wasn't, you know what, and again, being the optimist, I'm like, well, it wasn't ghosting and it wasn't a text. That's the good thing. But it, but the thing is, of course, it's still, it hurts, right? Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, right? And there's never, let's be honest, there's never a good time to receive. It didn't matter what time of day you receive anything like that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I think it was... I was at a point towards the end of writing my book and I was in a very, very, very vulnerable place. Like truthfully, when I think back to that time, oh my gosh, like I don't even feel like the same person in a lot of ways, but still at that particular time, I was incredibly vulnerable. I wouldn't say fragile is the right word, but I guess um, highly emotional, like insensitive, you know, 
So I was like, okay, this sucks. And I have to go and do this uh, talk in a couple of hours. And what do I have to look forward to? And then quite literally, a matter of minutes later, I get this text from Paul that says, hey, what are you doing Friday? Lisa Loeb is coming. Do you want to go? And I remember with, I, I can't describe the feeling like I actually felt like this swell of tears of gratitude. And I replied with big capital letters, Y-E-S, exclamation point, exclamation point. But the funny thing is it's like you and I then, I, so right away, boom. You're, you have something. To, so that answered the first thing. You get some. You have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then you and I met, and you were kind of just kind of going through. I'm saying kind of a lot because I'm like skirting around here. <laughs> yeah. But there was, I was going something through a thing. <laughs> yes, you were going through a thing that was in a similar boat, weren't yeah. you? Right. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, we could have conversations that weren't. You know, without it's. It's not like we had been involved with these. You know. Okay. Well. You know. My marriage of 27 years is breaking up, but still matters of the heart hurts, right? It's inevitable. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sure enough, that happened with the whole Lisa Loeb thing. Then we got to be in the front row and then we went for ramen and we had a great conversation. Mm -hmm. And you were, it was almost like you were my first shot of, when I say shot, I'm picturing like a needle, like an injection of healing, sir, uh, a healing serum. You were like a bomb for my heart, Paul. <laughs> now, when I say bomb, I mean B-A-L-M, not a B-O-M-B, uh -huh. -B, right? <laughs> Just want to clarify that. But thank you. Uh, and that's you're an, welcome. So the thing is, one of the things that, and I, I don't use these words, I'm not, you know, about angels and all this stuff, but I, yeah, you are, like, there was something angelic. If people are not comfortable with that word, because normally me, I'd be like, angels, Come on, right? <laughs> but seriously, whatever you want to call it, support systems, mm -hmm. um, even that in itself can be called the universe, whatever, but you're being supported. And it yeah. came in the form of you mm. at a time mm. when I needed to hear it. So thank you. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. And if I could just share my end of that. So, I, <laughs> so it was, I think it was in May of last year around that time. And I had, it was funny, I had an, uh, a health thing that was happening. And so I was, I stopped everything that I was doing for almost six weeks and I was living with my parents. I was staying there, my mom was taking care of me and I was starting to feel better. And I saw Lisa Loeb is coming to town. And I remember I was brushing my teeth and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, but I'm the only person that I know that likes Lisa Loeb. I'm like, who can I convince to come to Lisa Loeb to me and that with me? And then I remember you came into my head out of nowhere singing Dance with the Angels. Wow. Because do you remember you tweeted me that song back in 2012? You said, this I song did. reminds me of you. Wow, see? Now, isn't it wonderful that we have such great memories of the yes. other person that neither of us remember? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, and I just remember, I was like, oh my God, Michelle loves um, uh, Lisa Loeb as much as I do. And that's when I reached out to you. So it was just, I don't know, I just, to me, that is the funniest thing where I'm like, I'm literally like brushing my teeth thinking, who's going to go to this concert with me? And, and there you were. It's funny that you say it because I totally remember, like, just to kind of add to, um, to the story, but that it wasn't just that because yeah, because my, my best friend and her family had just moved away and I had my mm. own health thing happening. And it was like, I called it, it's a really unfortunate trifecta, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Not the type that wins you a lot of money at the horses, <laughs> but just a lot of dump truck of grief at one time. And it's like, I know yeah. I'm going to get through it, but it's just really, yeah. So it's funny yeah. how that was uh, a thing for you too, eh? Well, what, what comes to mind for me when you talk about that is, um, you know, they say there's a network amongst the root system of a forest and the trees speak to each other from the roots. And so when certain trees aren't getting enough water, the other trees around that are tall and getting all the sunlight and water will pass the nutrients over to the trees that aren't getting it. Mm. And so I almost, it almost feels like, I don't know, maybe my root system was sensing her, your root system needed something. And Lisa Loeb is that Lisa. tall tree. <laughs> who put it to you and put it to me you know but jokes exactly. aside true right like yeah 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 that's how we're all that is how we're all connected so if there's one thing that i can i can you know remind listeners because that this has come up in our conversation so many times already is listen to that whisper listen to that little nudge that 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 just you know, because I even, I, I remember, uh, uh, I, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm reflecting back that thing that said to me, introduce this woman to Michelle. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I was probably like, well, I don't even know what this means, but I did it. And then here we are now talking about the book that you're writing because of that. And it's funny because she lives in another part of the world. She started a brand new life. Like, it's, it's, it's inspiring to see that her coming into contact with you and me, mm -hmm. you and, you know, has made she's made some awesome, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's funny that you don't remember, Yeah, <laughs> but it's also, but in I'm other sure words, she's lovely. You know what, in all honesty, Paul, isn't that what's kind of awesome is you don't know whose life you touch. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mm -hmm. think even with, um, you know, it's funny when you talk about, uh, what you want to leave listeners with, I think one of the things that I remember, uh, that was pretty, pretty big for me was with stand up comedy. Like I in my, mid to late thirties, I don't remember which age, but I decided to give it a go. And not because I thought it was hilarious, but it was one of those things I said to myself, what else, when I kind of got the, got the joke about, about avoiding things, right? I'm like, what is it that I'm avoiding? And it was that whole thing about the pleasing, like making everyone happy. And it's like, you can't make everyone happy and not everyone is going to like you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Now that sounds great theoretically, right? It sounds great on a meme that's on your, you know, on an Instagram <laughs> post or whatever. Not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. But what I thought the comedy thing is like, you know what? Some people will get it. Some people won't, mm -hmm. but you need to just be you anyway and understand that some people will laugh and some people won't, but being fearless or being courageous is a practice. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. my, like Maya Angelou says, without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Right? right. So that's, that goes, it's like, you know, not the do it scares you, no, but what is it that you kind of like think about in your mind? And because let's be honest, when people say, oh, I dream about doing this, I dream. And sometimes, again, coming back to that direct, you know, direct, being direct about things, the thing is, the moment you take a step, in a direction of a dream, it's not a dream anymore. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a goal, mm -hmm. right? One step mm -hmm. changes the definition, right? So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. I love that. 
Oh my gosh. You've given me so much to digest. All of this on the day before your birthday. Yes. You know what? I can't think of a better way to end my 17th year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's my honor to spend this time with you on the last day of your 17th year as you finally become legal. Yay! Oh no. No, oh, I still have a couple of years for that. Oh, right. Yeah. All right, my love. I love you. I love Thank you too. You this so, has been fun. So much for just oh my god. I've got a lot to digest over the next little while from our conversation and I just well, love honestly, you so much for it. Anytime. Anytime. This has been this has been fun. All right. Be well and we'll have you back cuz this book? Yes. I got to read this book. We all have to read this book when it's ready. Can't wait. Well, you for know it. what? connect with me on social and I'll be keeping people posted. And right now it's just trying to find a home for it. So anybody out there that have connections to publishers, reach out, agents, whatever, just get this book out into people's hands. It'll get out when it's in, in, in its own time, but exactly. All right. In the meantime, let's keep living. Yes. Yes. So we have more, so we have more books to write. Yes. Or something. All right. And I love stories you. Stories to tell. You too, baby. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's the age of consent. Can I call you baby? You can call me whatever you like as long Thank as you, you baby. call me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had to end it on the cheesiest of jokes. Well, of course. We? Of right. course. It wouldn't be Paul and Michelle if it wasn't. <laughs> mm. All right. Let's go listen you. to some Lisa Loeb. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. And there you go, my loves. My heart to heart with Michelle Doyle. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, As always, we love to hear, I love to hear your feedback. So comment wherever you're, you're watching or listening to this. And please do like and subscribe and share this podcast if there has been any insightful moments or anything that has helped you. Uh, it would It would be my honor if you were to share this. Of course, remember there is the Living Spiritfully Facebook group that is available for you to join. It is free. The information is with the show links and um, I hope to see you there. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.